This is the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast with Charlie Badweeney. What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Badwinning. This is your number one stop for all things Jets content and news. Coming at you live on a cold, cold, cold Tuesday morning here in New Jersey. The 2022 season is officially over for the Jets, and a new year has begun. The Jets' official season that we always went in, the offseason, has begun and there is so much to get into, so much to break down, and why don't we just hop right into it. First things first, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the passing of Jets legendary receiver Don Maynard, Hall of Famer. Won, won uh, Super Bowl three with uh, Joe Namath and the crew back in 1968. Still the Triple Crown leader for the Jets in receptions, reception yards, and touchdowns. Uh, you know... Just not, not much more can be said. A great player. Uh, it, it's 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 uh, it's incredible what he was able to do st- uh, statistically back in back in his day, especially with how uh, DBs were able to mug receivers like they could. There wasn't any pass interference back in those days. And uh, Maynard, one of the all-time greats, will definitely be missed in the Jets community. Unfortunately, this news came out yesterday, not before the Jets game in Buffalo on Sunday. They didn't have time to put together, or I guess you know he he hadn't passed yet, but. Uh, I'm sure if he had passed before, they would have had a patch or a decal on the helmet or something to honor him. But speaking of Buffalo, uh, the Jets lost 27 to 10 on Sunday in Buffalo, like I just mentioned, and it wasn't an ugly game, or excuse me, it wasn't a pretty game. It was fairly ugly. The Jets' offense was was dealing with some major, major injuries. Once again, uh, Zach Wilson missing his top three receivers. Jameson Crowder left the game about like halfway through the second quarter with that cap injury that's been bothering him recently. Uh, George Fant didn't play. You had Connor McDermott starting at left tackle. At center, Connor McGovern was out, so you had Dan Feeney out there. And at right tackle, Morgan Moses played most of the game, but eventually he came out with injury, and Chuma Idoga had to replace him. So the offense was pretty, pretty bad. I think they had the the lowest amount of yards in franchise history, about 60 or something like that. Really bad, but the final score is, is, is uh, it's, it's not indicative of how the game went. It was a lot closer throughout until the Bills broke it open. Uh, later in the game. The defense held their own. I'm really proud of how they played against one of the number one offenses in football and one of the best quarterbacks in football. They were able to keep Josh Allen contained for most of the game until the end, and they put up a fight. And they went out there in a meaningless game, and they fought for their coach, and that says a lot about this team going forward. So really happy with the performance. You know, this season was was a rough rough and long one, but we knew how it was going to be. Salah said in the beginning of the season, it was going to be a roller coaster with all these young guys playing, and a roller coaster it was. Now that the season's over, the Jets have all of their draft picks officially locked in. At least, for, at least uh, the top 18 teams do that aren't in the playoffs. The Jets in round one hold picks four and ten overall. In round two, they hold pick 35 and 38 overall, and in round three, 69th overall. So that's five selections in the top 70 rounds. That's pretty exciting, and uh, four in the top 40. That's that's absolutely incredible. Uh, Joe Douglas is primed to, you know, inject some real talent into this roster going into 2022, and the uh, the sky's the limit. Speaking of the roster, why don't we take a look at each position group as we exit 2021 and head into this new season? 
where each position is, uh, how much how much insurance do we need at each position, how much talent do we need, do we not need to address any position groups? So let's let's uh, let's just take a look. So starting at quarterback, you know, Zach Wilson was really the main storyline of the Jets' 2021 season, second overall pick in last year's draft, and. Uh, he was under the spotlight for the entire season. I mean, everyone was watching him, waiting for him to get better, um, waiting for him to make some plays. And I, I would say he wasn't perfect, but it was a pretty solid rookie season for a quarterback coming out, coming out of BYU, uh, you know, making the adjustment to the NFL. Uh, and I think the only thing that you can't deny is the, the quarterback that stepped on the field week one against the Panthers is not the same quarterback that walked off the field uh, on Sunday against the Bills. He's he, he's taken his steps forward. I would say this rookie year has been a success. He's taken his lumps. He's learning, he's learning on the job. And you know it wasn't always perfect. Wilson finished three and ten as the starter for the Jets. He threw for twenty three hundred yards, nine touchdowns, eleven picks, and a quarterback rating of sixty nine point sixty nine. He completed fifty five percent of his passes. But if you look at his stats pre injury to post the the uh, PCL. Not, not not tear, but you know what I mean. Uh, the injury, the knee injury he suffered against the Patriots in Week Six, he was a different player. He didn't throw any picks down the stretch. I mean, he he threw two, but zero in his last five games, which is wildly impressive considering he played the the Bills and the Bucks, two really good defenses, the Saints, the the Eagles. It really really impressive. Um, and all we can hope for at this point is that Wilson this offseason. He gets to work, comes comes back into 2022 with a, with a, with the same mindset of getting better, and this offense can be taken to another level. I think uh, Mike White's a great backup quarterback for this Jets team going forward. I know he's entering his contract year. He'll be a free agent, but I think the Jets will be able to bring him along with Joe Flacco back, and some continuity in the quarterback room would be good for Zach Wilson's development, and I hope, uh, I hope those guys are able to make a return as uh, Jets QB2 and QB3 as we head forward into this new era of Jets football. Moving on to the running backs. Uh, fourth round pick in the 2021 draft, Michael Carter, was an absolute beast this year when he was able to get on the field. He, you, you couldn't tackle him. He only played 13 games, so he finished with 639 rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns, which is not bad, you know, for, uh, for a rookie running back who only played 13 games. But the problem with the running back position was the Jets didn't get much out of anything else on the roster. Tevin Coleman was all right. He was like he was a nice change of pace back when Carter needed a break, and he was also the lead back for a couple weeks there when Carter was out. He was decent. Uh, Tevin, uh, excuse me, Ty Johnson, who started the season pretty high on the depth chart, slowly fell out of favor with the coaching staff. I guess he wasn't as productive in the uh, in the pass blocking game. And also wasn't very reliable with his hands down the stretch, I'm sure as all Jet fans know. And uh, Austin Walter, he was a nice fun story coming off the waiver wire, but he's nothing really special. He could stick around in the Jets uh, Jets roster going forward. And Michael Piran, who was a fourth round pick in the 2020 draft, barely even got like five snaps this year. I wouldn't expect him to even be on the Jets roster in 2022, which is... Uh, even looking even worse for that Joe Douglas 2020 draft class, and I'm sure we'll talk about that more as we move down the positions because there's a couple more players on that in that draft that are still with the Jets right now. I think the Jets are definitely going to add another running back either in free agency or the draft and uh, pair Michael Carter up with another speed back who will be a really nice change of pace. And uh, I think the Jets running back group is probably one of the better, better, uh, more solidified positions on the Jets offense. I can't even remember the last time the Jets were this solid at receiver um, with guys like Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, 
Jameson Crowder is going to be a free agent, Keelan Cole. But the problem is, that's still not good enough for today's NFL. Uh, the Jets definitely need to go out and bring in another receiver. A starting trio in 2022 of uh, X receiver, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, Jameson Crowder probably going to walk in free agency. He's a bit of a one-dimensional player, and I think the Jets could use... Um, I, I mean, Elijah Moore can play in the slot, and he can also play outside. Jameson Crowder can only play in the slot, so that kind of one-dimensionality, one if that's even a word, I'm just kind of spitballing there. Uh, I think he'll be, he'll you know find find a, a place in the league somewhere, but right now the Jets need need to bring in uh, a true wide receiver one. Uh, Keelan Cole could be back in some depth. He played well down the stretch, especially when uh, Elijah Moore and Corey Davis got hurt. Uh, it was really really was the Keelan Cole show. He's the only competent receiver the Jets had out there aside from Braxton Berrios. You know, be behind them, Denzel Mims, who was a second-round pick in 2020, was an absolute dud this year, and I find it hard to believe he'll be on the roster going into 2022 uh, as we get to training camp and whatnot. He just was just was not able to to stick out at all with this coaching staff, and he had more. Oh no, excuse me. He had the same amount of first downs as he did penalties in all of his and uh, all of his in all of his glory in 2022. So that's pretty embarrassing for Denzel, but and you know the Jets like I said have been in the best shape at receiver they've been in a really really long time, but even funny enough, it's still not good enough. So this offseason look for the Jets to be a bit more aggressive when pursuing like veteran talent, proven talent, especially at the wide receiver position. Uh, if you guys remember a couple years ago, you know, uh, the 2020 offseason where the Bills made a massive trade for Stephon Diggs. The Cardinals made a massive trade, trading for DeAndre Hopkins for Kyler Murray. You know, the one name that keeps popping up on the market right now, Calvin Ridley. Uh, I would not be shocked if the Jets made a swing at a guy like him, a true wide receiver one, an X receiver, and I think he would bring this offense to another level. You know, have him on one side, Corey Davis on the other, Elijah Moore in the slot. Now that's a dangerous set of weapons right there, and I think would be phenomenal for Zach Wilson's development. The problem is, no one really knows where Ridley's at mentally right now, but if everything checks out, I think he would be a great addition to this offense and uh, to the Jets team going forward. You could make an argument that the Jets tight end group was one of the weakest in all of football this year. I mean, guys like Ryan Griffin, Tyler Croft, Dan Brown, like literally, like just the most basic, generic, unathletic tight ends in all of football. Like, it was so bad. And the, the, considering the offense the Jets run, it didn't make any sense how they didn't put more emphasis on this group going into this season. Uh, they made a strong push to sign Jonu Smith in free agency, but he chose New England. And then they, they pivoted and ran and pivoted to Tyler Croft and wanted to run it back with Chris Herndon, but ended up trading him before the season even started. Uh, Kenny Yaboa, who was an undrafted free agent, he worked his way into the rotation late in the season, but it's not enough. The Jets need to go after a tight end. I think they need to draft one and sign one in free agency in order to you know bring some life to this position and help out Zach Wilson because tight end. That's a really important position for a young quarterback. You know, they're always in the in the right spot underneath the defense and easy completion, easy yards. And I think this is something the Jets need to focus on going into the offseason. Get Zach Wilson a good tight end. The offensive line was putrid in Buffalo. I mean, that's what you get when you got three of your backups in there. 
uh, along with two of your starters. At left tackle, Mekhi Becton was the starter going into the season, but obviously week one he was knocked out with that knee injury, and George Fant stepped in and had a career year. He was absolutely fantastic playing left tackle this year when Becton went down. Uh, left guard, Elijah Vera Tucker, he showed some really, really, really promising potential at left guard, uh, some Pro Bowl potential. Center, Connor McGovern really had uh, a, a career year himself at center. Uh, he stepped up big after being mediocre last year. At right guard, Greg Van Roten started the season. He was terrible. The Jets made the trade for Lauren Duvernay-Tardif. He was able to solidify the position, but still not a permanent solution to that right guard spot. And Morgan, Morgan Moses at right tackle was just one of the most underrated signings of last year's free agency. Without him, it would have been Chumi, Chuma Idoga or Connor McDermott playing right tackle all year, and that would have been a disaster. So Moses is a free agent. I hope to bring him back. LDT, free agent, hope they bring him back for some depth. Um, Becton, I hope he's able to come back with no hiccups in 2022. I, I really want to see the potential of this full offensive line when Joe Douglas is done molding it to his uh, molding it to his vision. You know, uh, the left side is already shored up. I mean, there's a question mark with Becton, but that run blocking would, will be fantastic next year. Right guard is definitely a position of need going into the offseason, and Drafting a guard or drafting a right tackle is not out of the question. I'm looking at Evan Neal from Alabama. I think if the Jets were able to get their hands on him, they could start him at right guard and kick him out to right tackle or maybe even left tackle if need be. Definitely a fantastic insurance policy, especially for a guy like Joe Douglas, who absolutely loves his offensive linemen. All right, going over to the defensive side of the ball, let's start on the defensive line. You know, the Jets had such wildly high expectations for defensive end Carl Lawson going into 2021. He was going to be the focal point of the defense. You know, they gave him that huge, huge contract in free agency to learn away from the Bengals. And he dominated throughout the offseason in training camp. He was messing Mekhi Becton up every single snap. And then, unfortunately, he ruptures Achilles' tendon in joint practices against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Sala loves rotating that defensive line as we saw throughout the year. You know, John Franklin Myers, Bryce Huff, Shaq Lawson, uh, they were all really, really fun rotational players, but neither was like a Carl Lawson every down edge rusher, though, and that really hurt the Jets' defense, and it showed as, you know, they weren't really, really exactly that fantastic this year on defense. <clears throat> but, you know, Foley Vatukasi, uh, a really good run stuffer, he's going to be a free agent going into this offseason. It doesn't seem likely the Jets bring him back. He's not exactly like a foundational piece. He's a captain, but uh, it's just not, I don't see it being huge, uh, a huge priority for the Jets to bring him back unless they really want that continuity with their captains and whatnot. Seventh round pick, Jonathan Marshall, who's been, he's been groomed this year to be that, that, uh, that, that run stuffer. He might have the job next year, but we'll see how things go. Sheldon Rankins, who was signed away from the Saints in free agency, he had a pretty solid season with three sacks. Um, I'm excited for him to be back in year two, and I think he'll he'll. Uh, I, I think with 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 the uh, with Carl Lawson coming back, and I, I guarantee you the Jets either sign some edge rushers in free agency or draft some in uh, in the draft coming up. I think this defense is going to take a huge step up because it's all about the pressure. Um, the corners, everyone everyone's talking about taking corners early in the first. I'm telling you. The Jets don't need high-end cornerbacks, especially guys like uh, Derek Stingley and Sauce Gardner in the draft. All they need to do is be able to put consistent pressure on the quarterback in this in this defensive scheme, and they're set. Quinn and Williams, who you know I, we all had hoped would take a step up to All-Pro or Pro Bowl this year, 
didn't exactly get that, but that could just be because of his shoulder injury that hurt him in the final month of the season. But all in all, the Jets' defensive line is arguably their strongest position group, and it's only going to get better with this uh, Robert Sala defensive coaching staff shoring it up, tutoring these guys, teaching them, and it's only going to get better. At linebacker, we got, you know, C.J. Mosley, team MVP, team captain. You know, going into the season, it, it, there, the thought process was Mosley might not be around going into 2022, but it's hard to hard to see a Jets defense in 2022 that doesn't have their team MVP at the uh, at the helm. You know, CJ is he had 168 tackles, two sacks. He was just uh, our, our our best player all around in 2021, and you know, I, I, he's definitely going to be back in 2022. Especially with his contract, I know I know it was huge when McCagnan gave it to him in 2018. But at this point, uh, a lot of these linebackers, like like uh, guys like Fred Warner, Bobby Wagner, they're starting to jump him a little bit, and it makes the contract doesn't look uh, it, it looks a lot better, I should say. You know, the Jets found Quincy Williams on the waiver wire early in the season, and he started the rest of the year. Had 110 tackles, two sacks, and if if he can continue to develop and develop his football IQ. He's already one of the most athletic linebackers in football, so he's got some probable potential. You know, the Jets drafted those two safeties and converted them to linebacker. Jamie and Sherwood and Hamza Nasraldeen, they were both pretty injured throughout the year, didn't make much of an impact. And Gerard Davis, a priority free agent signing for Douglas, didn't play very well, and he got benched for Quincy Williams. So I think it's safe to say Gerard Davis won't be back with the Jets in 2022. But uh, I would still look for the Jets to add some linebackers in the draft. I've been, I was watching the national championship game last night, and the Kobe Dean, linebacker out of Georgia, he looks like a complete stud, man. And I think the Jets could be able to tar- could be able to target him with their either of their second round picks, and I think he would be an absolutely fantastic addition to this Jets defense. Cornerback was supposed to be the weakest Jets position going into 2021. You know, we had Bryce Hall, Brandon Eccles, M- Michael Carter II, Isaiah Dunn, Jason Pennock. Um, Bless Austin was there until I think like the last week of training camp when he was one of the final cuts. But it turned out to be one of the Jets' stronger positions throughout the year. Uh, Bryce Hall developed into you know he still needs to develop some some uh, ball hawking skills, but he he he's a legitimate shutdown corner. I mean I wouldn't say like put him out on an island one on one, but he, he can hold his own. I I would say he can hold his own. Michael Michael Carter the second is going to be the starter at slot next year at corner. Uh, excuse me, nickel corner, and uh, he he had a great season. And Brandon Eccles, who was number two corner, he showed some great flashes throughout the year. And I think the best thing the Jets can do at cornerback going into this next season is find a guy, you know, sign someone in free agency. I mean, I know I don't know if J.C. Jackson's going to hit the market. Uh, St- Stephon Gilmore, although he's getting up there in age, I don't know if he's really a fit for this Jets Jets team. You know, with the youth they've got going on, but get a number one corner somewhere. And then let Hall, Eccles, and Dunn compete for that number two job. And I think you're set at corner going into next year. Safety was not supposed to be a concern going into this season. Uh, to start this, to start training camp, the Jets had Marcus May and LaMarcus Joyner running it up with the uh, in the back end there. But obviously both of them went down with injury. LaMarcus Joyner went down in week one. Marcus May lasted maybe six games. And the end, towards the end of the season, the Jets turned to a rotation of Elijah Riley, a waiver wire pickup. Ashton Davis, a 2020 draft pick, and Jason Pinnock, a 2021 draft pick. Pinnock actually flashed when he made the switch from corner to safety, and I think he's a really solid depth piece there. Riley's a good special teamer. 
not not a lot there. He he really shouldn't be uh, leaned on to start in 2022. And Ashton Davis, who you know he's decent in coverage, really bad with his like instincts and tackling. You know, like he just takes the worst angles. Like he always takes the worst possible angle to a runner, and I don't understand why. But maybe he just needs some more time to develop. But uh, the Jets definitely need to either either bring back Lamarcus Joyner on another one-year deal. Marcus May could be on the cheap. You know, he's coming off that DUI and also an injury. So it's possible we see Joyner and Marcus May coming back. But I also would not be shocked if the Jets targeted a safety in the draft. Kyle Hamilton's a guy that a lot of people people talk about. He's going to be a, an early first-round pick out of Notre Dame. He's a great safety, great coverage skills, great tackler. Very similar to Jamal Adams, except he can he can, uh, he can cover. But I would, say, I would expect the Jets to target a, uh, a safety later, or maybe on like day two. I know Louis Cine of Georgia, he uh, watched him a little bit last night. He's a baller. There's a lot of really good good safety prospects on, on the day, on day two of the draft in rounds two and three, and I would expect the Jets to pick up a safety around there, develop him. Maybe he'll be starting next year. Just running through special teams now. Uh, punter Braden Mann was hurt week one, but he missed like about half the season, came back towards the end, was rough at first, but was able to get back into the groove of things. Kicker was a revolving door. We started with Amendola. We had, uh, I can't remember the one guy's name who missed like all of his kicks against the Dolphins. He's that irrelevant to me. And uh, we got Eddie Pinheiro, who didn't miss a kick in his last couple games as a Jet kicker. And the last time that happened was Jason Myers in 2017. So I think the Jets will definitely bring bring, bring back Pinheiro. Uh, and at kick returner, punt returner, Braxton Berrios, going to be a free agent. I would expect the Jets to re-sign him because of how valuable he was on special teams and on offense as the season went on. So that's the Jets 2021 uh, roster breakdown, what our needs are going to be going into 2022. We definitely need some offensive pieces at the, on the offensive line. Definitely need some receivers, an extra running back on defense. Need some more linebackers, need some more edge rushers, a number one corner, and some safety help. But all in all, future's bright, guys. I'm telling you, through the end of the season, the back stretch, how hard this team played for the coaching staff for Robert Sala it's hard to imagine that it, they're going to take a step back next year. And I'm really excited for what the future holds. And, you know, uh, I forgot to mention this earlier in the show. I should have brought it up when I was talking about the draft picks. But the Jets coaching staff was selected to coach the Senior Bowl uh, this, this spring in Mobile, Alabama. That's going to give the coaching staff a lot of time with these prospects. Going to get to know them. Going to get to know their strengths and weaknesses. And who can do what and who can do this and who can do that. And I think it's going to be really helpful for the Jets as they decide who they're going to be able to take with these draft picks going forward. And quick little little uh, history lesson for you guys. The last time the Jets, uh, the Jets coaching staff coached the Senior Bowl was 1979. And that draft class featured the likes of Marty Lyons and Mark Gastineau. Now I'm not saying we're getting two of our best defensive players in franchise history in the 2021 draft, or excuse me, 2022 draft, but the future is looking bright. All right. That's going to do it for me today. Uh, let's talk again later in the week about the playoff games coming up. There's a lot to say about that. And uh, thanks for listening, and go Jets. You've been listening to The Breath of Fresh Jets with Charlie Badwinkle.